0: Derek and I'm Noah, and you're listening to a bite of where we what <laughs> where we take our <laughs> our current favorite pop culture obsession and enjoy it one nibble at a time. I guess. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we practiced, and I we just haven't done it in a while officially.
1: Yeah, it's been a minute because we had to wait for Bly Manor to come out to continue doing this season.
0: Correct, and also because I had back surgery. Oh yeah, that yeah. <laughs> So, if you saw on our social media, probably about uh, like three weeks ago, a little more than three weeks ago, I was recording laying down on a couch because Mm -hmm. I had a herniated disc that was um, wrecking my sciatic nerve. So, I couldn't sit, I couldn't stand. So, it was fun times recording, but I had surgery about three weeks ago Mm -hmm. and I'm on the mend. So, you're able to sit now. I'm sitting now.
1: We're recording how we normally record. And this is fantastic yeah. So big round of applause for yay Derek. <laughs>
0: like, i feel like a whole new person it's quite nice uh so obviously i have not done that introduction even though we ran through it yesterday on a walk and I, it was perfect on the walk yeah you're like do i remember it and then you said it i was like yeah it's fine you got it and i think i got too hyped by the music oh, yeah. and also the cold brews kicking in yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, cold <laughs> brew is a much needed thing, especially when you do this early in the morning mm-hmm. talking about spooky things. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. And uh, so, yeah, so let's just quickly talk about the last three episodes of season two. Uh, so we read the novella, The Turn of the Screw, mm-hmm. which The Haunting of Bly Manor is based on. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually really happy that we did that because yeah. in watching the first episode, You saw a little nods to that. Yes. And I truly appreciated that. I mean, right off the bat, and I just want to say,
1: because we're going to go over the history of, you know, Mike Flanagan a little bit and stuff. But I do want to say that I'm glad that we knew the bits and pieces from the story. And I'm glad that they expanded on them, like gave the governess a name.
0: That's nice. (laughs) It's just a touch. It just helps you to know the main character just a little more. It's like, oh, it's a person. It's an actual person. Yeah, Yeah, it's not just some floating (laughs) psychotic title running through a house. (laughs) So that's really what we did in the first three episodes of this Mm -hmm. season. And I think uh, the book itself started off really strong. And then we got kind of like lost a little bit of like... Became too ambiguous. Yeah. It became too much like you...
1: Choose your own adventure to see what you think this is. And it's interesting because a couple of people on social media or things that I've seen that people have posted about it after listening to us. Either people agreed with Derek or agreed with myself or agreed with both of us. And they're like, no,
0: she is crazy. And there was also a ghost. I'm like, that's too much. Like double whammy. There was a ghost, but she did also smother miles to death. (laughs) Like, <laughs> right,
1: yeah. right, yeah.
0: You know what? I like a little medium there. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Not not one way or the other. Yeah. So now that we did that, let's talk a little bit about uh, the Haunting of Hill House mm-hmm. and Mike Flanagan. So Noah had actually watched the Haunting of Hill House before I did. Yes. And we were looking for something to sort of binge during quarantine. And what makes you feel better about a worldwide pandemic than watching a haunted house with family history? That's pretty demonic in some way.
1: I mean, the good thing was it wasn't like it, it's not cheap jump scares. No. So, it's very much like heavy family spooky drama with lots
0: of death. <laughs> lots of death. Lots of surprises though in the storyline. Uh so when we watched it, I had I have no re- no idea why I had put it off for so long because Like we've said before, this is my type of horror. I love this stuff. I was surprised when you hadn't seen it. Yeah. And so Noah rewatched the whole thing with me and he had to like sort of control me because I was ready to be like, all right, well, we're watching it all in one night because I'm completely obsessed with this and I love it. Mm -hmm. And I'm the type of person that when I like love something, I go deep into it. Like Mm -hmm. I'm all about it. So I had actually like... Contrary to, I think, popular opinion, I really love the 1999, 1999, movie, (laughs) The Haunting. I have too much call for happening right now. I think I should have had a Clementine or something. (laughs) So I really liked the 1999 film, The Haunting. With Catherine Zeta-Jones? With Catherine Zeta-Jones, Owen Wilson, Liam Neeson, Lily Taylor, Mm. um, which is based probably more on the book. Yeah, I mean, then a I would say there's a doctor <laughs> and the characters are these people coming in for an experiment. Mm. So that's another thing. Right. So I loved that I watched uh, The Haunting of Hill House and then I was like, well, I have to read the book by Shirley Jackson. Mm. I read the book. I got it from the library and uh, on my on my e-reader, on my Kindle. So I didn't go out into the world during quarantine. Don't worry. Mm. Um, and I was like, this was not scary at all. The book. The book. Right. But I think, you know, in the 60s, I think there was a different sort of feeling of what was scary. It's more atmospheric, I feel like, and more mystery. Yes, 100%. Right? And then Noah and I watched the film from 63, The oh Haunting. God. <laughs> which was like the most like dramatic thing ever. I loved it because it was
1: so dramatic. It was like, so dramatic. It was a lot of close-ups and then the woman like spinning around and looking yes. like terrified when nothing was
0: happening. No, nothing was happening but that that's what the book was like so there's this one part in the book that they did in the six the movie from the 60s where she's like on uh like a little like balcony let's say and she looks up look looking up at the house and gets dizzy and almost falls off and everybody's like no right right and that's it and then they go there's like a late night and they're in a room and the door's closed and it's just them in a room And all these noises happening outside of the room, Mm -hmm. but that's it. You don't see what's making the noises. And so it's just like... I mean, like if I put myself in those
1: shoes, yes, that would be terrifying. And also many times have I bent down and lifted my head up really fast and almost fell down. I
0: think that happened last night too. Yeah, it did happen last (laughs) night. So like I... it's terrifying, but come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I agree. It, it was kind of like I was like, oh, but then I ke- I just keep telling myself, okay, this is the source material. This is when it was written. So chill out, chill out, Derek. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like I said, I like the one from 1999. Uh, and then we have the new one from The Haunting of Hill House came out in 19 or 18? 18, 18, No, 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 19, 19? 19. Yeah. Uh, and I I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, as we said in previous episodes, they literally like took the names. Like Nell and Luke, and yeah, it was a loose you know, adaptation, and, 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 and that's pretty much it. Right. But I mean, putting all that aside, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I completely devoured it with Noah, and uh, I was so excited uh, for Bly Manor. And I was lucky that I watched it later because then I didn't have to wait as long mm-hmm. as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, just both of these, so both the Haunting of Hill House and uh, the Haunting of Bly Manor are created uh, by Mike Flanagan. Mm-hmm. And I love Mike, this dude's work. So I only know these two. Actually, I know one other thing that he did because of you, again. So just uh, Noah's one of Noah's favorite holidays, if not his favorite holiday, is Halloween. Yes. Yeah. And so Noah, what Noah likes to do on Halloween is very Halloween-y things. He likes to um, carve pumpkins and make creepy food and watch horror movies. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm still trying to get Derek to let me cook lingua,
1: which is cow
0: tongue. But he doesn't eat beef, so I mean... yeah that's also one part of it and another part of it is that i'm very much not a mind over matter person Uh, so once you tell me that it's tongue that's all i'm going to be thinking about
1: i mean i would just cook it and then shred it up and you'd never know
0: (laughs) i almost barfed (laughs) i was just gonna whatever (laughs) <laughs> so uh mike flanagan was uh born in the united states in Salem, massachusetts and he was part of a coast guard family so they moved around a lot mm-hmm. but they finally settled in um in baltimore in maryland and all through his childhood he was making films with his family and his friends like it was something that he always loved to do he's making of a new spielberg <laughs> indeed indeed so he always had his uh trusty camera with him and and was shooting things and so uh when he moved to Baltimore. He uh, did a lot of uh, television production for Discovery and ESPN, um, and then he wrote and directed uh, an award-winning feature film, uh, Ghost of Hamilton Street. Mm-hmm. And then... After that, he made another movie called Chainsaw Sally. Mm-hmm. And then once that was released, he's like, I'm done with Baltimore. I'm going to L.A. I'm really going to like kind of go for Hollywood. Good. And he and he did. And he kind of blew up when he was there. And then in 2005 was when he really entered um, horror and he made Oculus. Okay. Uh, I think we've, which we both have both. Yeah, seen. I, I like
1: it. it. It has very much like Mike Flanagan's like. Uh, i guess trademarks where it's a very strong female lead yeah somebody has like some type of like supernatural sensitive ability and it's very much more atmospheric Mm -hmm. and not jump scary right you know
0: yeah yeah which i can appreciate Mm -hmm. which i like Mm -hmm. uh and then in 2016 is when he did hush i love that movie (laughs) yeah so that's the first piece of mike flanagan uh goodness that You had actually introduced me to on Halloween. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And has uh, the actress that plays Theo. Right. Kate Siegel. (laughs) Kate Siegel. Yeah. Um, Who I just found out he's married to. Yeah. In real life.
1: I wonder how they met. Did they meet on Hush?
0: I don't know. I hope so. That's really cute. Yeah. And they have a son together. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he did The Haunting of Hill House and now The Haunting of Bly Manor. Mm -hmm. And that's what brings us to our fourth episode of season two, yeah, we just
1: wanted to give you a little little tiny nibble of who Mike Flanagan is, in case you didn't know, because I feel like a lot of people know the name
0: or know the people that do these projects, but I
1: think it's always fun to know more about them and what they did, uh, absolutely, they there, yeah, you know?
0: who the creator is, maybe where their mind is, what their background is, and he's done horror before, and he does it well, yeah, so I mean obviously he's yeah, <laughs> now that he has a Netflix <laughs> series with a second season, uh-huh, uhhuh, so of course, as always, just a small spoiler alert, <laughs> yeah. And so what's hard for us now is that we're actually watching these one by one and recording after we watch it. So now that it's all been released on Netflix, it's so hard for us to avoid our own spoilers.
1: This is the first time, one of the first times where I'm having to stop myself from binging a Netflix thing. And I think that's just like the culture we're in now where Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, it's all here. I can just sit here for eight, nine hours and (laughs) It's a beautiful thing.
0: Right. And now I'm like... Okay, you have to watch it and then talk about it, which is fine, but because the lovely thing is, like, I'm a put this on, I'm a dash. (laughs) I'm gonna have some chips, you know, cokes, rum and cokies. So yeah, we had to really avoid that. We although we did have Chinese, we did order Chinese food last night and have rum and (laughs) (laughs) cokes, but we only watched one. Yeah, it was very very difficult. Yeah. Uh, So let us get into a bite of the haunting of Bly Manor,
1: episode one, the great good place. Indeed. Love the title. Love the title. Mm-hmm. Love it. So right off the bat, there's big differences from the book. Mm. So if you listen to our previous um leading up to this with the turn of the screw, we see Danny, which is the governess. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's different right off the bat. She has a name. But also the narrator's different. Yeah. So in the book, <laughs> so this is where it gets a little weird and confusing. So Douglas is reading the story that the governess wrote, Mm -hmm. but in this case, it's Carla. How do you say your last name again? Cugino.
0: Yeah. And she's being the narrator at like a wedding, like a, a rehearsal dinner. Oh, yeah. So Carla Cugino. Right. Right. She's like. She has like, they put like a little gray streaks in her hair, Mm -hmm. right? So she doesn't have like that long hair, like in the first season. She's like short hair. She waltzes in. She said long sleeve, gray shirt underneath a forest green romper. She Mm -hmm. said, get a load of me. She arrives late to the rehearsal dinner and no one says anything. Right. Because it's Carla Mm Cugino. Right. She sits down. But they give her weird looks. They do. So there's like this mysterious air about her, right? Mm -hmm. Like who, who is she? And we don't even know who she is. Like on IMDB, the name of the character is... Narrator. Right.
1: Yeah. And she, and the interesting thing is when you first meet her, she, she has like every vessel that could hold water is filled up. Mm. It's filled up. The bathtub is filled up. The sink is filled up. And she's having this narration. It's almost like a poem. And she's talking about something. And then she, she's obviously in a hotel because Mm -hmm. she's there for the rehearsal Mm -hmm. dinner. And then that's when she gets there. And the guy that's speaking, he doesn't have a name yet. Mm -hmm. He looks at her like he knows who she is, but why are you here type of thing or like oh i didn't expect you to be here but there was a space for her at the table right there was an empty chair Mm -hmm. that she just slid into yeah and then and just like the book they start telling these spooky stories around the fire right the the wedding couple is like oh the where we're honeymooning there supposedly somebody died and then you know carla comes in there the narrator and she was like oh you want to hear a scary story you know the turn of the
0: screw bam turn two kids terrifying bam sit down strap in I got a story for everybody's you. everybody's like <laughs> leaning in they're like right. we don't care there's a wedding tomorrow we want to hear this story right. and when she dropped the turn of the screw I literally like like I was like yes <laughs> I just I loved it I was right. like give me that callback give me that exact line from the novella it mm. was like yes she's also has a um a British accent yes she's also doing an accent which yeah. I think we need to talk about later <laughs> <laughs> Why not talk about it now? You, you want to talk about the accents now? I mean, she has a fine accent. Yeah. Okay. But there's, I have question. I have questions about the accents of everyone.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know, and I should have known this before we did this episode. Who is actually
0: British and who is not? I looked it up. Oh, yeah. Cool. Okay. So then we'll get into. That okay. Later. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um. So <laughs> I made sure I did my research. <laughs> uh, so she starts to tell the story, and mm-hmm. then that's when we meet Danny, mm-hmm. and we meet Danny, uh, who's played by Victoria Pedretti, who played Nell oh, amazing in the actress. first season. Yes. Mm-hmm. so and, and Noah and I are like over the moon about her. We were just so blown away by her performance in The Haunting of Hill House. I mean, and she wasn't in it that much until the end. Mm-hmm. And every
1: time she was in it, even just being the pet neck lady or being terrified or being sad, it's just her performance yes. is so like consuming. Oh, my God. hundred yeah. percent. Like she really lets the emotions take her over. I love it. Those like scenes in the first one where she had that sleep paralysis. Yes, I just like every time I was like, this is terrifying and she is selling
0: me on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. She's so amazing. And so I had never seen her in anything before the haunting of Hill house. This is like her first big break. Oh, and, but, and I'm so excited. She got to be the main, mm-hmm. the lead mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so we see her and she's on an interview with the uncle, Henry Wingrave uh, played by Henry Thomas who played the father, like the past father. The, the young father. The young father mm-hmm. in The Haunting of Hill House. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're having an interview and he's being like very sort of... Um, off put but also vague. Very vague, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, you know, why would you want to apply for this? I, You know, a young girl in London, what are you doing here? And she's like, like do you want to throw your life away when you're so yeah. young?
1: Yeah, because she's, she's applying for a job and he's interviewing her. And it's yeah. like, I hate questions like that. I've been through interviews where it's like, why do you want to work here? It's like, uh, I need a job. Right. <laughs> I
0: need yeah. A paycheck. Oh, I also love the um. like, what would you consider one of your biggest weaknesses? Girl, <laughs> don't come at me like that. We just met. None. You'll learn what my biggest weakness <laughs> is when you hire me. Right. I chew too loud. <laughs> right. They always say to spin it. It'd be like, um, my biggest weakness is that I'm too organized. Yeah. I'm too prompt. Oh, sure. <laughs> I love post-its. Anyway, sorry, we, we got off. <laughs> <laughs> Past traumas are coming up for No and I right now. So then she says to him, "You know what I think is strange that I've been here for five months, and every time I look at the section for jobs, this is listed again and again." Right. And again. So
1: yeah. So it's interesting because nobody's taking the job, but right. he's acting like, "Well, why do you want this? So like, mm-hmm. you know, highbrow job. This is such a great opportunity, but you're throwing your life away." And she's like, "Wait a second, like." So nobody else has gotten this job, though. Mm -hmm. What's what's the catch? Because he asked her, what's the catch? And then she's like, I got one for you. I'm going to spin this just like I was taught in an interview. What's the catch with you? (laughs) Throw it right back at him. Right. Get it, Danny. Because he's he's talking about the kids just like in the turn of the screw. And he's like, these kids are exceptional. They're brilliant. But also I, I got a feeling that like he's not involved. No. Like there's this weird moment where, you know, he's like, they're great, whatever, but you need to take care of them. And it's like, well, why? Mm-hmm. it's it's so weird to me like why aren't you taking care
0: of the kids yeah he wants like nothing to do with them he mm-hmm. wants to be as far removed from them as possible and
1: then we get the first hint that there was somebody prior to her
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah and then she had died on the grounds whoopsie
0: well, who says that in an interview he he don't he don't give a sheet
1: right yeah and then interview ends she goes to a bar Hit to it. look for more jobs because she's like i know i didn't get it she gets a pint at the pub
0: yeah
1: <laughs> mr wingrave comes in also get a pint at the pub Mm -hmm. and she's like you know what i'm gonna get this job she goes up there talks to him more and this probably brings me to a point i wish more job interviews were like this i wish it wasn't so like strictly like it should be professional but more of like you should get to know this person Mm. because he hired her after he like had a few drinks with her right you know
0: yeah Mm -hmm. and she kind of like she was like she was she saw him she was a little aggravated from the interview she was looking through the you know job section of the newspaper again and she was also a little drunk right so she had that 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 wall of fear kind of broken down and she was able to talk to him and then they kind of get into it a little bit and then the next thing we see is her on a payphone at her hostel in london Mm -hmm. talking to someone who at the end of the conversation we learned is her mom
1: right And and she she pretty much tells her like She's insinuates that she's running from something, right? And she's like, "I'm not running." But then we also see that she covers up all her mirrors mm-hmm. because the first moment, like the first instance where you see her right before she goes to the interview, that car passes yes. by and you see a ghost yes. in the reflection. And then again, when oh, after she gets chill. off the phone and she takes, she's packing up to leave and she takes all the stuff off the mirrors and she's leaving and she's about to close the door. She looks at the mirror and then that ghost is there again. Mm-hmm. The like man or
0: big. Giant boy with like headlight eyes. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. So there's uh, in Sailor Moon. (laughs) It always comes back to Sailor Moon. In Sailor Moon, uh, in I believe it's uh, Super S, there is a guy named Professor Tomoe. Mm -hmm. And he's like a mad scientist guy. And he has glasses. And whenever you see him like, (laughs) he's just a dark shadow, but his glasses are white. Oh, so it's him! It's him! It's him! Yeah, yeah, yeah! I would run from that too. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It's Sailor Saturn's dad. No. Right. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! So we get that like first like ghost mm-hmm. moment, and he comes back a couple of times.
1: Yeah, and Mike Flanagan said that the ghost, like the hidden ghost, mm-hmm. is more deliberate in this one. Right. Like in the first series, because this isn't technically a second season, but it's a fir- it's another series in this anthology. Mm-hmm. and anthology, and. He said that the ghosts were just kind of just sprinkled throughout. And he's like, oh, that would be creepy if somebody was under the stairs or something. But now in this season, it's very much more deliberate. And I Mm -hmm. think that really goes with the turn of the screw story. Yeah. Because the ghosts seem to just be around, Mm -hmm. you know, or at least supposedly supposed to be around. Um, They were there. Right. And then the next moment. So now we're getting introduced to cast members or characters that weren't in turn of the screw. Correct. So she gets picked up by Owen. Yes. Which is a new character introduced into the story
0: mm-hmm. who has such gorgeous hair.
1: Right. He does. Yeah. Yeah. And he's played by Raul C-
0: Cohill. Is that how you would spell it? Uh, I, spell it? It's Say it. Coley. Coley? Yeah. Cohill? Coley. Coley Yeah, Kohli. <laughs> uh And he's awesome. So he's actually British. Right. So he's he's really British. Uh, and he's he's the cook at the house. Uh, but also the chauffeur also the driver like he'll (laughs) go pick people up so Mm -hmm. he picks her up in london and he takes her out to the countryside and uh as they're getting there um she's kind of learning things about him and about the house and then she's like oh my gosh this is so beautiful she's like can you just drop me off here and i'll walk the rest of the way right
1: and he is very much like that so we live in new york and we know new york is pretty and we go to the city and stuff like that but he has very much that same thing that like tourists have so if people come and visit from out of town, they're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. This is beautiful. And it's like, I guess. It's, yeah. It's stinky. It's dirty. Like, there's too many people.
0: Yeah. We're like and, the spoiled New Yorker for sure.
1: Right. And he has that feeling because she's like, this is beautiful. It's so beautiful. And he's like, I lived here my whole life. Yeah. I guess it's OK. It's green. Right. But then she has a weird moment where she's like, can you drop me off like 10 miles from the house? I'm just going to walk from here. Go
0: for a little hike. And she has a hiking backpack. So yeah. she planned it. <laughs> she was ready <laughs> right. she was ready for this adventure right and so as she's walking well she just manages to just stumble in the right direction right i mean it is grounds. a big manner. i mean like i guess but like <laughs> how did she end up by the lake anyway <laughs> so yeah so she she's walking and then the first um character other character well i guess not the first she met owen so she the first child she sees mm-hmm. is flora right by the lake singing yes and she says that was a lovely song you sang. Flora's like, what song? Yeah. Um, okay. Heard you singing, girl. Not not on tonight, Flora. Right. And not so tonight. she's
1: super sweet, of course. And she's very like the the kids in this. And I, I know we'll get more into it. And I, I'm assuming it's going to be more apparent later on. But the kids are very, they seem too old. Mm-hmm. They seem older than their acting because yes. she's very polite. And she's very like, Oh, you must be this person. You must be this. Let me go show you and take you on a tour. And it's like, okay, I don't know what like seven year old would yeah. do that, even a, a British one yeah. from the British countryside. And then you see her playing with this little talisman. Uh huh. This little like stick doll. Yeah. And she's like, oh, let's go to the house. Oh, but wait. And then she puts the
0: talisman in front of the lake and then they go. Mm-hmm. And then she meets Miles and Mrs. Gross. Yay, Mrs. Gross. Yeah. Um, just side note. So Amelie B. Smith, who plays Flora, voiced Peppa Pig no so she way she has cred what? <laughs> she has british street cred That's yes. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> which is amazing oh what is the phrase that flora says throughout the whole time like it's, it's perfectly splendid it's perfectly splendid we do have that moment though before they leave the lake where um danny is like let's go look at the lake and she's like oh no 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 right absolutely not you mustn't go there let's leave the lake right but you were there Child. Child. Telling oh, you what she, to do. she
1: tells her it's not a lake. She's like, it's just a dirty old pond. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, why are you playing with your hair sticks? <laughs>
0: Rude. Dirty old pond? Rude. So I'm sorry. I had that segue. But so she does, she meets Mrs. Gross and she meets Miles and they're by like a are they by a fire? It's by a, it, they're at a well. Oh, the well, the well, the well. An interesting thing about this.
1: And it, it, there's these moments in this story where it doesn't seem like the characters are all there. Mm. so miles and Flora are perfectly like well too way too polite and way too cordial and acting not their age and miles is like oh nice to meet you and like kisses her hand you must be blah blah blah. Oh, and and mrs gross does not acknowledge it mm. and then when miles is like this is mrs gross then she kind of like snaps out because she was looking down into the well and mm-hmm. she snaps out of it and then she's like oh i'm sorry it was somewhere else and yeah. it's like that's very odd like it, it you know what i mean It's yeah. it's it's odd and it reminds me of the narrator looking into the water and having all the water stuff Like,
0: you know what i mean yeah, So it's very yeah. weird
1: i feel like water is going to play a huge part in this yeah
0: and i'm interested to see uh, because in the turn of the screw the novella uh douglas who's the one who gets the manuscript is like well this was my sister's governess and she wrote this down and this is how i got the story we do not know how the narrator is connected to bly manor mm-hmm. we just is know she that she's flora knows. Like, right, Who knows? right, right, right. Yeah. So that's kind of exciting to see what that'll end up being. Mm-hmm. So they go into the house and... That's she, when we
1: get the perfectly splendid
0: tour. Everything's perfectly splendid. It's perfectly splendid. I took it as like, I saw
1: all these memes and all these people making fun of it. And there was this really funny thing of like, I even posted about it. It was like, uh, blind manner, spoilers without context. And it was like, even just a gif of somebody saying splendid. I feel like Flora did this because it's like, you know when a little kid learns like a new exciting word yeah and they just have to use it every chance they get and absolutely that's exactly what she did yeah and she said it six times
0: yeah and what's funny though is that like the the rest of them like especially miles her older brother is like oh we get it it's perfectly splendid right so right. they're all in on it yeah they're, they're like all, she won't shut up she won't stop yeah. so that's her giving her a tour we get to like I, I want to call it the West Wing, but that's what it's called. And, I think that is what it's, oh, it's called. Beauty though. and the Beast. It's also the West Wing.
1: Yeah, the West Wing
0: never go into any West Wings in any manners, <laughs> <Exactly>. Apparently, <laughs> no castles, manors, yeah. houses, nothing. Don't do <laughs> it. So they they bring Danny to her room and they drop her off, and she's like, "Okay, I'm going to get settled." And then, but like, they also tell her, "Don't go into the West Wing.
1: Don't do it." Right? And yeah. They and, they and there's every... like
0: there's like sheets draped over everything. You know that perfect creepy "Do Not Enter" aesthetic.
1: Right? Because they they tell her that. That was their parents' wing. Flora and Miles' parents' wing. parents are dead. So don't go in there. Which, why keep everything and have it all covered? That's really weird. One, waste of space and you're not getting your money's worth. And two, creepy. Time to remodel. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Come on.
0: Let's get some new furniture Mm
1: -hmm. in. Knock down a wall or two. And you get this moment with Danny when they they bring her into the room and she's like floored. She's like elated because Mm. this is a beautiful space. Right. It looks like a normal bedroom to us, but you can tell that she... She's like, this is what she needed. She needed some type of like anchor or structure and something that she can call her own or yeah. just not a hostel,
0: maybe. Right, exactly. Like because <laughs> obviously when you see the hospital, it's it's beige, it's crappy, and then she gets here and it's magnificent.
1: It has those like two dollar Walmart mirrors like on the wall. Yeah. yeah, exactly. exactly. Know, right. it was a fall apart
0: when you touch it. It right. might just be tinfoil in a frame. Mm-hmm. So uh she goes to get settled, uh, they leave her. And then she's getting undressed because she's getting settled. Thank you. And then we see a little peaky peak, like the view is us viewing her getting changed. And then it turns out that Sir Miles was being a total creeper, disgusting little turd, and was watching her get changed. Yeah. And she catches him and she's like,
1: oh, God. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Did I interrupt? It's like, yes, you creep. You." He has the perfect aesthetic of the creepy kid. Yeah. In movies, because he looks like the boy. He looks yes. like a, like Damien
0: from The Omen. Like, mm-hmm. and he's always like perfectly dressed and very well mannered. Has that like dead eyed? Yes, face. <laughs> except he's watching you get changed, so he's disgusting. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, oh, I just wanted to give you a gift. And he gives her this like butterfly barrette. barrette. Yeah, or yeah. hair clip thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she's like, thanks, but, you know, don't ever do that. And maybe yeah, knock next time. And then he leaves and she locks him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and something uh, to mention is that uh, we learned that Danny was a teacher
1: mm-hmm.
0: for like six years or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: she like managed 25 kids and that was our big pitch to Wingrave. Yeah. They're like, look, I can handle two kids if I can handle 25. But there's a moment when she's talking about it where it seems like. Something happened. Yeah. Like something happened with her or the kids or something like maybe she couldn't handle it. Well, she
0: says like trying to, it's almost like she wanted to be able to save 26 kids in her class. Right. And she couldn't handle that. It's too many kids but to save and change and affect two kids that I could do. Mm-hmm. So did something happen with one of her students or something like that? Is that what she's running from? That um, just
1: as like a prediction, and I'm just, just going to put that out there. That, prediction. <laughs> that um, ghost she keeps seeing with the eyes that look like headlights.
0: Uh, I
1: may a bus full of kids. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's going to get real dark yeah. at some point. She is obviously running from something. And I think her mom said that for a reason. And she's trying to be like, no, I'm not. I'm fine. I'm just trying to like see the world. Yeah. Liar. But really something liar. happened. You know? Liar
0: Danny. Liar, liar. Men mm-hmm. are on fire. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe. Not with this. Prediction. Not with Mrs. Gross. <laughs> no, Mrs. Gross. Uh, so she goes out to dinner. Uh, Owen's serving them. And then he pieces out and right. she's like where is owen going and he's like has to take care he of his mom has to mom. take care of his mom mm-hmm. and like apparently it takes up more and more of his time he was once traveling the world he came back to take care of his mom uh we also have this thing where um she keeps saying like i haven't gotten a handle on tea yeah right she can't make tea she right she can't make tea mm-hmm. and okay so again back to the accents <laughs> i i i'm like is she is she from the midwest is she from the south because she keeps sort of having this twang sometimes.
1: She There was a moment in when she was talking to Wingrave about mm-hmm. tea because mm-hmm. he offered her tea as well. And she's like, I haven't gotten the hang of it. I'm used to tea by the pitcher. Right. So I'm like, she is from the Midwest or, Midwest or South because right. I grew up in Texas quite a bit and we have all our tea in pitchers. And when she makes tea for the people at Bly Manor, mm-hmm. she dumps a fuck ton of sugar in there. Right. I'm like, Girl, you're making sweet tea, right. and
0: it's hot. Right. It's not
1: even iced. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so she pours it all for them, and like, like they like all sort of take a polite sip, and then they're like, "This is terrible." And Miles is like, "I'll give you pointers, baby." And she's like, "Thanks." thanks. Yeah. And then Mrs. Gross is like, "Oh, well, I'm gonna leave now."
1: Yeah. She doesn't eat at all, no. and it's
0: really weird because she's like, "Wait, you're not gonna eat?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'll eat it later." Mm-hmm. Why? That's yeah. so odd. So bizarre. Mm-hmm. So then it's time for the kids to go to bed. She's given, uh, what's her face? Flora a bath. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's giving Flora a bath and Flora, she keeps talking to Flora, but then Flora shifts her eyes to like next to Danny. Like past her. She's looking right. past her and she sees the, the cl- hair clip right in her hair. And she's like, who gave that to you? Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh, Miles gave it to me. And he's like, he shouldn't have. She's like, sorry. And then she looks past her again and she like sort of nods. And then she mm-hmm. goes, no, you could keep it. Right. So she's talking to somebody. Yeah. So which there's is someone there.
1: The, probably the owner of the clip because she tells her that doesn't belong to you. You can't have that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, poor Danny. Yeah. like She's like, I was just trying to like use the gift that this creepy peepy Tommy guy yeah. gave me.
0: We had a we had a rough start. Right. And I. I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to make good and it's still going. It's still going badly. Mm-hmm. So then she's going to put them in bed um and so when when flora gets out of the bath she's like can i go play with my dolls and she's like yeah for 15 minutes so she goes to put miles to bed miles is being a real creeper Mm -hmm. and then she goes uh to put flora to bed and flora's putting all of her dollies to bed and she has this one doll that sort of looks like danny and danny's like oh is that me and she's like it's it's all silly you're you and then she like puts her to bed and then she's like cleaning up things in the room and there's another doll that's underneath Flora's dresser.
1: Mm -hmm. And she's like, leave that there.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay,
1: child. But a creepy thing, like when she's playing with the dolls, like as she's about to go to bed and she's playing with it, each room Mm. with the person in it has this terrifying other doll that looks like Flora made it. Yes. And like...
0: It's not okay. And there's like a really tall, big one. There's one whose arms are like wrapped around a corner, like it's being like
1: ripped from the room. And then there's this one that we continuously start seeing in the background ever since we see this. It's like this like crow, like, you know, back in like the medieval times, the doctors that had the crow mask. It looks like that, but it looks like they're in like a brown paper bag. Like their whole outfit is that color. And you start seeing them in the background, like in the hedges or... You know, when she's walking down the hallway, you find out that that weird thing that was in the camera the whole time was actually yes. that ghost. Terrifying. Yeah. So
0: that happens that night. Yeah. So she, Flora's like, you have to promise me one thing. Mm-hmm. You will not get up at night and leave your room. So of course she can't sleep. She goes downstairs to make herself tea. Also Danny's like, yeah, whatever child, I can do what I want. Flora. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell me what to do. So she goes downstairs, she makes herself tea. And that's what's really cool is that as we see her walking down the hall back to bed, there's this angle where there's like the the camera is being obstructed by something, mm-hmm. and then we see that it's the beak and the figure turns mm-hmm. to look at her. Mm-hmm.
1: So cool! Yeah, and she hears she hears something mm-hmm. when she's doing the tea and she gets distracted. She goes over there and then the the kettle starts going off and she's like,
0: "Oh my god, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's even scarier!" <laughs> oh, screaming, everyone's gonna wake up. Flora's gonna yell at me. Right,
1: and then she goes to bed. Next day, they're on their little walk. Mm. They're just having a little walk, and you know, miles. Goes in like, I found something. And she's trying to talk to Flora or whatever and like ignoring Miles. And he's like, look, guys. And it's a spider scares Flora. And Danny's like, bruh, I worked with how many kids? They all try to scare me. You can't scare me. Watch me. Watch me take the spider from you. Right. But then this weird thing happens when she was like, oh, tricks is tricks what you did at school because she knows that she he got out of school. Right. And he knows this. So this is another difference from the book. Is that he knows at the beginning that he ain't going back to school, but we don't know why in the show yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as they're walking back to the manor, she sees P.Q. up on that balcony. We only know it's P.Q. because we know the actor that's yeah. playing
0: Peter Quinn. Yeah. But she sees him up on the balcony in the West Wing. But again... This is a nod to the book, mm-hmm. which I effing loved. Because if you remember in the first episode of this season, I talked about the creepy moment when she sees him on the balcony mm-hmm. and all the sound around her goes silent. And they did that. Yeah, they did that in the in the show. Oh, yeah. And then, so good.
1: So she's there. It starts getting really silent because you hear birds prior to that and then it gets really silent and then as she like puts her hand up to wave the sound starts coming back mm-hmm. so it's very odd like i'm I, i'm curious to see how they interpret that in the show going forward mm-hmm. um so then they all sit down for dinner i'm assuming owen's oh, there cooking again miss gross is there and she asks she's like mm-hmm. hey was there like a repairman or somebody here yeah and they're like no what are you talking about there was somebody up on the balcony or whatever fancy word they called it <laughs> i can't yeah. remember the fancy word And they're like, no,
0: but you can go check it out if you want. And then we get introduced to Jamie. Right, which is really weird. So they kind of trick you, right, as a viewer, because Jamie walks into the kitchen, makes like this very precise arc to go wash her hands, and nobody acknowledges her. Mm Mm-hmm it just like she just weaves within them and for for a moment i was like is this another ghost like what's happening but then she sits down she interacts with them we learn that jamie is the gardener
1: right and it's interesting because there's narration going on mm-hmm. during this and they're like i guess everybody thinks that we already met already so that's why nobody's acknowledging this person coming into the room mm-hmm. but off the bat i love jamie like i like her attitude yeah. i like how she's this like give no fucks type of person she's like i garden i'm mm-hmm. done don't trust anybody here. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it, it's it's interesting. It's kind of like uh, Mrs. Gross and Owen. Like Mrs. Gross is like very like proper caretaker. Mm-hmm. Owen is kind of just like a regular dude. Like uh, Jamie feels like uh, like a punk sort of Londoner person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She's got like overalls on. She's really cool. Um, so that was interesting mm-hmm. that they brought her in. Yeah. And then after that, uh, Danny decides. Well, I'm going to go see what's what's popping in the West Wing. Mm-hmm uh so like what's up in his club <laughs> so she gets there she goes into the room uh and we we kind of uh decided that it's the master bedroom it's the parents bedroom that she walks into right. very oddly shaped Not yeah as extravagant as i would have thought but everything's
1: covered up in a sheet true so every time i see places covered up like that it always reminds me of jumanji <gasps> when he oh comes back gosh. after being yes. older and in his house everything's covered in those white sheets yeah always reminds me of that why. <laughs> such a good movie. Just figured I'd give a name drop to.
0: <laughs> well, whenever there's a mansion, you know what I mean? You just throw sheets on it if it's right. has <laughs> right, You know what I mean? It doesn't right. get sold off or anything. You just throw sheets on it. It's right. that, that aesthetic.
1: She goes out to the balcony yeah. where she saw PQ. Yeah. Uh, Peter Quinn. And she sees another one of little Flora's hair talismans. Yeah. So Flora was there. Mm-hmm. She had to have been there. Mm-hmm. And she sees the, I guess they have a there's church. The, there's like a chapel. A chapel yeah, on, on the, the grounds. grounds. Did they normally do that?
0: I don't know. But it actually it made me think that scene where they're walking to church in the turn of the screw. If that's the chapel like if the chapel was just on the grounds or something, maybe. I don't know. I mean they walked everywhere then though, so it's that's like true. how far was it really? to get in their car. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh so uh she sees that there's like a flickering light in mm-hmm. one of the windows and she decides to go walk down there to see who's in there. And when she walks in, she sees Mrs. Gross praying at the candles and she has like five maybe six can't four i think there's four four okay four to six (laughs) because i think that the four so as the viewer if you don't if you haven't watched if you haven't read the turn of the screw right as the viewer we only know that the two parents are dead and miss jessel is dead we don't know who the fourth one is which is probably p which is probably pp okay i don't know words it's okay (laughs) probably pp pp this is probably pp right uh so then we get this like this like very big monologue mm-hmm. from mrs gross can i also just say that the woman who plays mrs gross is gorgeous mm-hmm. and she's wearing this like amazing royal violet turtleneck It it just tina miller yeah amazing
1: oh my god yeah i mean it she just like everything about her her
0: earrings mm-hmm. the way she looks i'm like get it yes yeah. i believe you yes yes yes, yes. <laughs> so she has like this like very Like, although she's saying it out loud, it's very internalized, this monologue about the history of the children and what they've seen at the house.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that she feels bad for them for what she went through with their parents Mm -hmm. and then to see what happened
0: after that. And we get the hint that it's about Miss Jessel. Well, she tells us, right? Mm -hmm. She tells us that Flora found Miss Jessel face down in the lake. Yeah. So Flora's the one that found her. Yeah. So that's upsetting. Yeah. Yeah, And then she also explains that the talismans, she calls it Flora's little game of the talismans. She puts them there to protect us. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, by the lake where apparently now we know that Miss Jessel died. And then in the balcony where that ghost was just watching mm-hmm. uh, Danny. Uh, so we're seeing these little things all over the house. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah. And the next thing we get is she goes to tuck the kids in Yeah, and she has the talisman that she took from the balcony. And she says this really sweet thing. And I, I, we start seeing that she's starting to care for the kids, mm-hmm. but especially Flora, like she's really trying to take her under her wing and like really want her to like her right. vice versa. And so she takes the talisman and she said, you know, it's really nice that you want to protect everybody, but don't forget to protect yourself first. And mm-hmm. she gives her the talisman and Flora doesn't say anything. Yeah. She's like, oh, that was sweet. Whatever. And then f- fucking Miles comes in. Yeah. And he's like, what did he say? He's
0: like, I need the. Well, so as she's walking, mm-hmm. she the the doll that was underneath Flora's dresser mm-hmm. is now sta- like basically standing in the middle of the rug mm-hmm. at the foot of Flora's bed. And as Danny is walking, she kicks it. She picks it up. And then Flora sits up. Yeah. And then Miles walks in. He's like, "Um, hey, I need an electric fan from Flora's closet <laughs> because I need it to sleep. You're like 13. Go get it yourself. Miles. (laughs) This kid is the worst.
1: (laughs) He's not so bad.
0: He's so bad. Like, the actor is good, but the character is just, you hate him. Yeah. You hate him. Oh, and he keeps calling her Danny. And she's like, I'm pretty sure Mrs. Gross told you to call me Miss Clayton. And he's like, (laughs) no. He's like, oh, Danny. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're so silly. So he asks for this fan. She goes in there looking for it. First of all, walk in closet. (gasps) Yeah, for Uh, a seven-year-old.
1: And she's like, "Well, where is it?" And he's like, "I think like way in the back, under some clothes." As the viewer, you're like, "They're gonna do something." Don't do it. Flora and Miles are standing at the the door, and as soon as she goes to the far back, Miles slams the
0: door and locks it. Yeah, and they like give each other this look before they do it. Like, "Okay, we gotta like let's we gotta do this." Mm -hmm. And then she goes, she she goes, she tosses herself
1: about in a closet, just like in Turn of the (laughs) Screw. (laughs) Oh, man. So while she's in the closet, she looks behind her and there's a mirror. Mm. And then we see that ghost again. Mm
0: -hmm. And Danny's
1: like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. So she like covers it up and then even freaks out even more. Yeah. And then we hear Miles and Flora outside the door and they're like, we can't find the key. We can't open it. And it's like, you just have. Yeah. She's like, the the key's in the door. You just locked it, you turd. (laughs) Right. And then so obviously some time passes because then Danny's like passed out on the floor. She's like
0: from exhaustion.
1: Right. And then they finally open it and she was like, we'll talk about this tomorrow. Go to bed. I would have been much more pissed than
0: that. Oh, oh, I would have been cracking them across the face, (laughs) dumping cold buckets of water over them. You like tricks? You like tricks? Yeah. Make them walk by the haunted lake. Get out of (laughs) here, you little turds. Right. So she just had like an awful couple of hours and she she goes downstairs. Well, actually, I think going down the stairs, there are these muddy footprints. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so she follows them down the stairs and they lead to the front door, which is wide open. Mm -hmm. And she walks out the door and follows them. Mm -hmm.
1: And as the camera's following her, there's these really tall hedges, Mm -hmm. like really pointy type hedges. And in one of the hedges, you see that. That ghost or that person again with the, the beak. Yeah. Just very subtle, but I was like, ah, there yes. It is. Yes. <laughs> Noah is on Ghost Watch <laughs> all the time with this. <laughs> but I keep mistaking things. I'm like, that's a ghost. Wait, it's no, 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 no. Rack. That's a door. That's a door.
0: That's a door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, where? Where? Oh, I keep missing it. Um, so as she comes out of the door, the camera pans around her and then up. And each of the children are standing in each of their windows, just staring down at her. Terrifying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So one who went outside, who was the muddy footprints mm-hmm. and what the hell is up with these kids? They're like, they know something. Yeah. Or yeah, I don't know. Or are they doing anything? Who, kn- I just, uh...
0: Uh, Yeah. So the, I think the question is, is like, like, I think it's more than a prank, right? That they lock her in the closet. Are they doing it to protect her or to hurt her? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's, that's where the question lies. Who's giving them these orders? Who's the one that Flora was talking to in the bathtub? Mm-hmm. You know, so there's, there, there's, there are spirits there. There's something that they're communicating with that yeah. they're either trying to help Danny or hurt Danny. Yep. And that's where we kind of remain. Uh, that's with where a big question. Yeah. And that's where episode one ends yeah. with children looking down on her
1: super terrifying. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So overall, I really loved this first episode. Um I feel it feels different to me, maybe because there's narration. In the first one, it felt like a family drama. Mm-hmm. Like this one feels like a ghost story.
1: Yeah, it, it's definitely more mysterious. Like there was definitely mysteries in the first one, but you don't have that like that communal bond with mm-hmm. people that went through the similar thing. Yes. You have an outsider coming into something that's just not okay, but they're also carrying their own baggage. So it's very, it's interesting because we're finding out more about everybody mm-hmm. as we go on. Yeah.
0: I like it a lot. Yeah, I
1: like it. It's it's definitely
0: different than the first one, but not in a bad way. It's just, it's a different story. Yeah, and I like that. I really like that. And I'm excited to kind of see how things are revealed and um, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, I'm not looking for jump scares necessarily because I even think just having those shapes in the background is, is spooky enough. Well, also having Miles there is, terrifying enough get him out he's just a demon child (laughs) he's just a demon Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so that's episode one the great good place so that's our first bite of the haunting of bly manor and we have a special segment Mm
1: -hmm. that this
0: time around yeah because we couldn't
1: do like edwards or mrs gross's glossary during this even though probably we could have just done splendid and it would have been fine (laughs) right So we decided with visual stuff like this that we would talk about creepy kids. Creepy kids. (laughs) Creepy kids. So the creepy kids that I wanted to talk about, which I think is so iconic, especially during this time, is the Grady twins. Do you know who they are? No. From The Shining?
0: Oh, the girls in the hallway? (laughs) Yeah.
1: So... Paddling around Hotel Overlook on his tricycle, a perfectly executed corner drift puts Danny (laughs) in the presence of the ghostly great twins. Ah! Mm -hmm. And they say, hello, Danny, come play with us as they like sing and their British accents. Not okay. Then there's like flashbacks of like blood filled axe murdered bodies flickering and all of that. And then like forever and ever and ever terrifying i remember watching that when i was younger and even reading the books like they're terrifying in the books but that i just it was terrifying they look
0: scary and
1: what what are they doing yeah
0: yeah (laughs) poor danny there's just something about creepy kids that make a story much more scary Not just one, but two. Two? Turn that screw. Identical. (laughs) Yeah. Ah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Those are the ones that I wanted to shine a little light on
0: from The Shining. Ooh, Mm -hmm. wordplay. Mm -hmm. I love it. I like them a lot. So that was our first installment of (laughs) Creepy Kids. (laughs) (laughs) See you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to A Bite Of, artwork and editing by our own Noah. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at a bite of pod and on facebook at a bite of if you have questions recommendations or just want to say hi you can email us at a bite of pod at gmail.com you can find us on all podcast platforms please be sure to rate and review to spread the word hope you join us next time on a bite of bye